It begins in mid-September with two people suffering slight fevers, chest pains, coughing, and bleeding from the nose and gums. As doctors in Surat, India puzzle over a diagnosis, the patients die. They are the first of 52 deaths the government blames on pneumonic plague. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from 1994. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're doing it again. We are. Can Here you believe are. it? I actually, I can't. Normally, I'm like, yes, I can, but no, I can't. That's because it's been so long. <laughs> it happened one year, 1994, and yet somehow... We're, we're now recording it in a whole different year. Yes. It happened one year in 1994, uh, 2022. And right. so now we have to like readjust our calculation whenever we say how many years ago 1994 was. Right. We always say it was 27 years ago. Everything was 27 years ago. The yep. ages we were, everything. Well, I mean, we were still the same age, but it's the difference <laughs> in the time. The gap is different now. Yes. 28 years ago, it was early January of, two, of 1994. 2000, 1994. 2000, <laughs> As I believe the way the math works. Yeah. That's uh, right. Hey, oh, I'm Joe. <laughs> oh, and I'm Sarah. We never do that. We always no. talk about it and we never do. So we always talk about it. There we are. We're introduced. We're doing introductions. We're going to, we're going to do a little banter. Yeah. Hey. Small talk. Hello. <laughs> How's your mom? How's your mom? The show. I, so this isn't going to internally mean anything, um, but the show has gotten strange in the last couple months. And honestly, this does actually kind of tie into what we're going to talk about. It does. But we started the show. We started recording the show in March of last year. And yep. I think the first episode went out in April, right? Mm -hmm. But we had recorded a bunch of it ahead of time. And then we recorded pretty consistently through the year. Yeah. And then as it got to the fall and both of us stopped working, the show weirdly suffered, even though we theoretically would have had a lot more time. Yeah, yeah. Joe stopped working in October and I did in November and we took a glorious two months off together. It was really lovely, actually. Yeah. But we like traveled some and the holidays happened and we didn't really know how to spend our time. And weirdly, we didn't record the show very much. I don't, it was really strange. Yeah. I mean, in November, we did do a lot with the Christmas episode, which was a very involved episode. But mm -hmm. we didn't really record anything from a certain point on. Like, we did, we recorded yeah. one episode, I think, in December. And we just really haven't done it that much. And this is what we found ourselves in. And so the weirdly top thing that suffered because of this was the show, which I don't even really understand, but that is what happened. And weirdly, this is going to kind of relate to what we're talking about. And yeah. I, I, this is an episode I've always meant to do, and we never felt we were emotionally in the right place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like when we would talk yeah. about like, well, we could record this this week. I'd be like, I do not feel like talking about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail, but COVID kind of impacted the reasons both of us left our jobs. And so I think the like proposed like, oh, we should talk about this when we were kind of in the middle of all of that felt really like I was just going to be like, 
I, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. Right. I didn't, I didn't have enough space from it, but now eh, whatever, like it's the end of the year, you know, we're making changes and start new chapters and it's going to be great. And so we're excited, but for a while it didn't feel like we could really talk about everything that was going on in COVID without making it sound very stressful. Right. And I mean, again, because of the nature of the way COVID has gone in the last two years, there's not really a good point where you'd be like, well, this is when things were getting better. And then this is a good time to reflect. Even now, this is not that time, right? We literally went and got tested today. Like there's, it just keeps coming. And everyone we know now has COVID, it seems. Oh my God. So many people we know have COVID. It's really crazy. So far, our rapid test came back negative. Yeah. Knock on wood. So, so that's good. But like, it's just, it's everywhere. We're in the, I mean, this will come out in not very long because we haven't recorded that much lately. Not much in the bank. Yeah. We're just coming off the holidays. We're in the middle of this Omicron, Omicron surge and cases are ridiculous. And it's just, it's crazy. It's still crazy. But uh, instead of people uh, texting me and saying, oh, I have COVID, oh my God, what's going to happen? People are like, oh, I've got COVID. What yeah. are you going to do? You know, it's just because everyone I know is boosted and vaxxed and all of those things. So everyone's just got like a light cough, but is irritated because yeah. now they have to quarantine and stupid freaking COVID. I think you referred to this earlier as people had a bunch, had a, a lot of people had a smidge of COVID. Just a smidge. Yeah, because yeah. that's kind like, of where we are. Mixed positive and negative tests. Like I know multiple people who tested positive then tested negative then tested positive again like within a day and so you're like well, what does that mean and so yeah i think it's a smidge of covid yeah smidge. so it's hard it's hard to grapple with and it's hard to to figure out how to talk about it but how to think about it just because the uncertain nature of the whole thing like we have times where we were doing things and times where we weren't doing things but we have been pretty safe the whole time yeah. and amazingly neither of us have had covid this whole stretch even though i have to assume we're going to get it at some point which i think at everybody has to just live with that as a, a reality as something that's yeah. going to happen but the reason we got to covid as an as something we wanted to talk about is it seemed weird one to do the show and not talk about covid just because covid really why we started the show in the first place like if we weren't home all the time i don't know that we have, would have done this but also there was actually a plague in 1994 that we thought was kind of silly to leave out, just given the lens of, you know, everything that we do now is through the lens of of a play, of, of the pandemic. And so um, it felt important to apply that lens to 1994 too. Right. So even though we haven't talked about a lot of grim stuff from 94, we've, we've glossed over a lot of the darker things that happened that year. And there was a lot. This, while it does fit into that, is such a junior version of what we've all just gone through that it doesn't seem as bad, even though, again, it was a legitimate plague and a bunch of people died. Like, it was it was bad. It's just that it was isolated bad and it didn't become a global, you know, issue like this did. So we always had it out there as the idea of this is a way for us to talk about what we're going through, but also this is a real thing that happened in 94, even though it doesn't fit in with a lot of the parameters of what we do, it didn't take place in America. It it's not, um, you know, it's not. Even, I I think a very well remembered news story. Even through all of this that's happened, this doesn't come up a lot because this was different. I mean, a a, a literal plague is not what we've gone through. Even though I've often mentioned referred to it as the plague, it's this isn't a plague in the traditional sense of it. So, where this thing that happened in '94 actually was, yeah. But also, we kind of wanted to bring a. You know, part of what why we do the show is now we have this like thing that we recorded and created in the middle of this pandemic, which is 
you know, a once in a lifetime, once in a century, you know, kind of event and, and we have it. And so what we also want to do is reflect on like what we did and the kind of, I don't want to say fun stuff that came out of the plague, but like out of the pandemic, but like how we spent our time and how we felt. I remember pre-Delta, post-vax, when everyone was starting to go back to work, I think maybe that's when it was, but like in one of the dips and we, when it felt like we were really going to come out of the pandemic and and things were going to go back to normal. I remember you and I talking about like, I'm kind of going to miss parts of the pandemic. Like I'm kind of going to miss being home all the time and yeah. like, Oh my God, I have to go do things. And I have to like, I, I do start a new job tomorrow and I have to like get dressed and drive to an office, which is bonkers. Like, I mean, for a hot minute, like they're not in, but anyway, it's like, I felt like important for us to have a reflection of this moment in this project that we've worked on during this time. I agree. I, I think that there's actually a value to that for posterity's sake. And Last year, when this all started, uh, not last year, 2020, when this all started, oof, when this all started almost two years ago, the, almost the day it started, I started writing about it. Like, so I just wanted to have it just to be like, well, I don't, cause I, I you know, down the road from this, we're going to forget what this was like at the beginning and how, how we felt, but also just things that happened. And so I wrote a bunch of it, but as time got on and nothing changed for so long, I stopped because there wasn't anything to say. Like every day we were just on the couch. There was, you know, we're not doing anything and the world isn't changing, especially in that first year where we're just waiting for the vaccine. That was all it was. So I'm glad that we have that. I'm glad we can look at that. But I've gone back and read little bits of it here and there, and it's not fun. Like there's nothing, there's nothing enjoyable about it because it was so scary more than anything. It was the overwhelming emotion of the whole thing. It wasn't fun where now I think like you said, like we kind of look back and be like, oh, you know, like there are, there were aspects of this we were going to miss, but now it's like, this is never going to end. So yeah. we're never going to get that opportunity to miss it. I don't think so. Yeah. That's, that's been the reality yeah. that changed over time. I kind of so. wish we had done more of that writing post vaccine. Cause that's when things really got crazy. Like, yeah, uh, I guess we should probably talk about the 1994 plague before we get into just our, you know our what, let's start with 94 and then we'll work back yeah. to the worst year in human history, 2021. Yes. 2021. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the point of the show that we sometimes need to remind ourselves. We are here to talk about 1994. Every once in a while, it'll occur to me like, oh, we should talk about that on the show. And I'm like, oh, there's no connection to 1994. I just think right. it'd be funny for us to talk about that. So I, I think when we were home for Christmas, the first time we really, I, the first time I had been back to Scranton in two years, we had said about, record. we brought a microphone, like we talked about recording an episode there and we couldn't come up with anything really to do that was like interesting. But we also had all people with us. So we were like all of our relatives, like, do we want to do something with them? And everything we yeah. brought up, we're like, this, we, this, there's no relation to the way the show works. There's no real 1994 thing here. Like we could find something that was just in 1994 and then be like, <laughs> and we were also there. And then we just talk about whatever, but yeah. we couldn't figure out how to do that. So that's why we didn't. And thus, we haven't recorded an episode as of right now in, I want to say, three weeks, which was the one episode we recorded in the last seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, what you just described is kind of what we're doing today, but whatever. No, this at least there is a basic nucleus of a story that is 1994. I realize this is not going to be a 1994 episode. In, yeah. in a lot of senses, but this was a real yeah. thing that happened. So Yeah, so so let's cover it. So in 1994 in India, there was a plague that broke out. And so for our listeners who didn't know this, and I did not know this, Joe mentioned this earlier, but a plague is actually a specific type of disease or infection. It's bacterial. And so 
the the coronavirus is not actually a plague because it's a virus and but it is a pandemic and both of these things uh well this wasn't a pandemic because it wasn't big enough i don't think but this was a plague so it was a bacterial infection and it was bubonic and pneumonic which means it affected uh the lungs and the lymph nodes basically that's my rough understanding of what those terms mean but that plague and it was in south central india it went from basically August to October of 1994, there were almost 700 suspected cases of this and 56 people died. So it wasn't small, like it's still a big deal, obviously very different than the coronavirus, but the cause as most plagues, plagues are generally, from what I understand, caused by either rats or fleas. There's some sort of like animal-based disease and this plague is endemic in rats. And so what they think happened is there was, oh shoot, hang on. There was an earthquake. There was an earthquake. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. I was trying to find out what that caused that was. Yes, there was an earthquake, which caused a lot of homes to be abandoned that had grains in them. And so the rat population sort of grew and it wasn't as controlled as, as it typically was. And the endemic plague in rats kind of spread to humans in some way, either through fleas or through the rats themselves. There was some idea that it was something having to do with like wild rats and domestic rats. And I don't mm-hmm. totally understand that concept, but they say that that's when the plague really took hold was when it yeah. when it spread to the domestic rats. Yeah. I'm guessing there's more of a wild rat population and it then infected the domestic rats who died. And this is how they knew this was coming because they, they were, I figured in some city there were mounds and mounds of domestic rats dying. Yeah, yeah. And they realized yeah. that this was coming, I guess, from that essentially. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That transfer from from wild to domestic rats. But there's also there was something to the fleas as well, because when the rat population decreases, it pushes the flea. Oh, and they were fumigating. Mm. They were fumigating and killing rats like they were trying to to kill rats because they thought that was the cause. And it was in some ways the cause. But because the fleas were also infected and then they moved to humans that continued the spread of the plague because that was another method of transfer, as I understand it. Right. I think the idea is that more people are bitten by fleas than are bitten by rats. And so somehow this was this kind of effect. Now, the rats Mm -hmm. were also contaminating food supplies and and various things that were happening. And that, I think, was the key to how this went to humans, but didn't go to a ton of humans. I mean, really, India is a huge country for only a couple hundred people to get it. The fact that they contained it the way they did, especially when there were a lot of people like fleeing cities and and things that were happening during this period of time. It's amazing it didn't spread more. But I get the idea that the plague isn't as easy to transmit as yeah. a more viral infection. Even though it is an aerosol thing, it still yeah. wasn't as contagious. And so they yep. could contain it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And they did say that like 300,000 people fled their homes during this period of time to avoid either contamination or quarantine. But the city, like Surat was the the city that they talked about the most, though it was in a few different cities and in the area. Surat was the was one of the cities that was affected the most. And they put in so many measures to prevent this from happening again, including like pay toilets, fines for littering, um, just massive infrastructure improvements that the city was judged the cleanest in India in 1996. They had done so much work to prevent this from happening again. Well done. So, yeah, I mean, that was the plague of 1994 in India. It lasted about three months. And while nowhere near the, what is it now, 4 million global people that have died? I think it's more than that. Yeah. 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 
56 people, which is still, you know, something you don't expect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about things like bird flu or swine flu or, I mean, more people, I believe, died of those, but those did also take longer. Like, so when people, yeah. when they would keep holding up things like that the coronavirus wasn't that big a deal, those people, often oh, yeah. they would bring up these other things and be like, oh, well, a lot of people die from this, but it's over a much longer period of time. Mm -hmm. And it was usually more pockets where there'd be a lot of people died here, a lot of people, it wasn't people dying everywhere, which is what this yeah. has been. So... Yeah. So this is also one of these pocket ideas, um, but it was a legitimate outbreak of plague. And from what I saw, like plague isn't, it's not eradicated. It's not smallpox. Like it is something that technically will crop up from time to time because it's this interplay between rodents and humans and, and, yeah. and you know, something that's gone wrong. There were, there's instances of plague that still pop up from time to time. A lot yeah. in the Southwest of America for some reason, or the mm -hmm. West. And I don't, I don't know exactly why that is, but you know, this is something that's common-ish to a point. Well, I think it's because it is endemic in rodents, which means it, it, it's just always somewhere in the population. Yeah. And so, you know, it can crop up at any point and we're not trying to end the endemic in rodents. I don't even know how we would do that. No. So I think well, that's like the flu. I mean, when you get right back yeah. to it, COVID is just a, a, a version of the flu. And yep. so, and there's been coronavirus for years. It's not, this isn't a new thing. It's mm -hmm. just, this one just happened to be this, this crazy strain of it. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, which I don't know that we're ever going to get to the the root of. I don't even know that this is worth speculating about. But, like, for the, the <laughs> fact that they keep talking about we're trying to find out where this started, does it even matter? Like, who gives mm -hmm. a shit? Like, at this point, it's not like you can, like, do anything with that. It's not like we can create the super vaccine if we could find yeah. patient X, you know? That guy, whoever started this damn thing, so. I mean, I think they did some work to say, like, where they thought it came from. But even the conspiracy theories, I think the the official line is like, oh, we don't really know. Like, right. could it have been a was it created in a lab on purpose? No, of course not. Right. But could it have been a lab accident? Yeah, it seems like they're the at least the studies I've seen are like, no, eh, we don't really know. Could have right. been. I mean, could it's the fact that they like know a general area where it started, that at least you've got that right. Like, yeah. you know, basically, this is where it first yeah. popped up. But I mean, I mean, I want to say at the time, my argument for what this probably was, was some guy stuck his in a mongoose. And that was where this all started. And I believe I stuck with that joke for a long time because yeah. I was just like, that's how this kind of shit happens, right? Like, this yeah. is how these things start to, you know, they don't yeah. exactly know how AIDS starts, but or how it started in the 80s. But they think it was some guy ate a, ba a baboon, which is just one guy who screwed everything up for the rest of us. Now, again, no one knows for sure. Like, I don't think somebody really stuck their in a mongoose, but it's possible. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of of, uh, of reality, even though it's, you know, unlikely. Look, humans are disgusting on so many levels. Terrible. Like, I Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. That and that's what we've really learned in the following years. <laughs> the mongoose yes. theory is more likely as time has gone on, not less likely. Yes. So I agree. I did also see that uh, one thing people would mention that was the the most unlikely part of Contagion, the film Contagion, which I wasn't extra in, is that in the end, they produce a vaccine and everyone takes it. And this was the most <laughs> unlikely part of that movie. Of no, course, at the yeah. time, everybody was like, of course they would take it. Why wouldn't they? My extra role was I was on the bus with Patient X. So theoretically, my extra character would have been one of the first people to die. But... You couldn't see you, right? I'm not visible in the film. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was that that angle was not taken where you get to see old Joe's face. So, yeah. Yeah.
but but you know i got i, I did two days on contagion i made okay i did a, i made okay money yeah so you, you know. like met kate winslet didn't you i did i had a, i was a, i was also an extra in a different scene where with kate winslet on a phone on the phone weirdly with patient x so mm-hmm. if they had cut it wrong i would have been in both ends of that scene like like uh, the Marx Brothers' father in Monkey Business, waving <laughs> to himself from the boat. That could have been me, but uh, but I didn't. I'm not in either scene. Instead, so oh, but I did lock eyes with Kate thing. Winslet once, and we had a moment where she was like, "Hey, there's some guy," and I was like, "Hey, there's Kate Winslet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no, Contagion uh, ends with there was a vaccine, and everyone takes that vaccine, and it's nope. complete science fiction horseshit. Yeah, is what we've learned. Because people are idiots. I know when we start. So when we started this podcast, Joe was like, we should probably not be really clear about our political beliefs. And that went out the window in episode three or four. Like, I didn't know what the reach would be and if we wanted to get into fights with people and comment sections. But what we've learned is we don't care about comment sections and B, we don't have any reach. And so these (laughs) these things combined have created the show that you now get to hear. So that was nice. Oh, can I just say, I don't know if this, you can cut this if you want to, but one of the things that's been most interesting to me about the show is talking about it to people that I know, because if it comes up in conversation, people are like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to listen to your, and I have to be like, no, 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 you don't, you don't have to do yeah. that. It's okay. Um, Almost everyone then, I've talked to has said the exact same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, we, maybe we put out too many episodes. Maybe the break has really helped everybody. <laughs> But but then there are people who be like, I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm glad. I'm glad if people listen to it. But again, as I think I've said before, I don't really listen to podcasts, so I don't really understand like that end of this. Yeah, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say as we're making the show. But I don't know why people listen to this, and I don't know why people listen to podcasts in general. It's just not a. Mm-hmm. It's not something I was ever really into. I've listened to four podcasts in my whole life, like. A lot. Yeah. Now, since we've been doing the show, I do listen to like we have kind of friends we've made from Twitter or from, you know, our little podcast community. So I do listen to like episodes of other people's shows now. But like as far as really listening to a show, I don't really listen to a lot of shows. And you listen to a lot of famous podcasts. I do. I don't listen to anything that anyone would not know. You know, I listen to politics and this American life, you know, like. The, the like main, like you look at the top 10 podcasts, I listen to six of them. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I like, the, I get the idea of it. Like, and I think some podcasts yeah. are enjoyable. I just don't have a part of my life now where that fits in. I don't drive anywhere and I'm, I'm not yeah. usually doing mindless stuff around the house where I used to, when I used to work in an office, then I was listening to shows then, but I don't really do that yeah. much here. So, so that's, I don't even know why we're talking about this, but this is this idea where I don't totally get the podcast world. Yeah. And what we've come up with, I think, is for us. <laughs> so when other people are kind of like, hey, I listen to the show. I was like, really? Like, why? Like, what? what okay. <laughs> was it the topic? Was it us? What did you want to listen to? So, Tell I, you me know. More. Yeah. yeah. So I, was, I assume people who've gotten to this point in this episode uh, now are probably just going to check out because we've covered the topic. <laughs> for the play. Now we're just going to talk about the 2020 yeah. and 2021. So... Or not. Stick around. I mean, maybe we'll get into something fun. We're now, The idea with this, the rest of this episode, what we really wanted to do was like, this is what we did during this period of time. Yeah. Now, is this worth walking through in a chronological way? Like, yeah, I don't do I don't have a good sense, like, of what part of the of the pandemic was what now, because this is this is now technically month 
21, 22? Yes, 20, uh, 22. Yeah, right? Because figure if it started in March of 2020. Oh, no, 24 would be February. So this is 23, right? Yeah. Because so March would be, be one. We're at the yeah. beginning of month, month 23. So we've, we've yeah. completed 22 months of it. And um, yeah, I, it's hard to differentiate between eras of this. Like there's that era yeah. where everybody watched Tiger King. Yep. Uh, which I didn't watch. Uh, because I don't like you didn't watch I watched that by yourself. You watched that by yourself. Yeah, I've never (gasps) seen never saw Tiger King. Um oh it's so good. You should go back and watch it. I got sort of like a bitterness towards those long form documentaries that they put out on streaming services because I was just kind of like, we could do this in an hour and a half. Why do I want to listen to this for eight hours? I don't need that. It's totally padded, like there's too much, but it's great. Yeah, but there that was a thing that happened. There was that period of time where everybody watched the the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, which I did watch. Yeah. Because that, that could have been 30 hours long. That could be yeah. an, an ongoing show and I would still watch it. I remember when that was ending, we were like, this is the only thing we've been looking forward to. I'm so sad it's ending. That was it. They moved the timeline when they were going to release that up because they knew everybody was just in their house. Yeah. <laughs> it was Smart. the best idea. It was great. Yeah. 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 There was the period of time where everyone was watching Bridgerton or all the ladies who were watching Bridgerton. Yeah, I don't know and any I, dudes who watched Bridgerton, no. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I did recommend Bridgerton to my mom and then watched the next episode, which is like a lot of graphic sex. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that. I didn't watch uh, the the girl playing chess. Oh, we didn't? Yeah, I didn't watch that either. What yeah. was that called? The The Queen's Gambit? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Didn't watch that, but like I, the shows that popped up during the pandemic, I didn't yeah. really, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. So like there wasn't really a lot of, a lot of that for me. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like these, these were the, the entertainment that came in waves because there were no movies. And for yep. most of 2020, there were no sports Yeah. Uh, from basically the start of the pandemic until into the summer, I think. Right. Like yeah. when baseball finally came back and then they finished the basketball season. Yeah. So there wasn't much to do. So what did we do? You made bread a few times. I did. I made. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who is Jewish and makes challah bread every weekend, every Sunday. And we got on a Zoom call and she taught me how to make challah. It was great. I wish um, you had made it more. I know. I forget how I, I need to ask her, um, but it was really good. And then I had yeast. So I made like I made a cinnamon roll thing, like loaf thing. I made. I don't even remember what I made, but I made a bunch of bread and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There were bready, bready pastry things. Yeah. Bready pastries. I made yeah. scones. I made uh, apple cider moon cakes. They were like uh, moon cake. That's not what they were called, but they were like apple cider cookies with cream filling. Do you remember those? Oh, they were like moon pies. Moon pies. That's yeah, what yeah. they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of yeah. yeah. remember that. I only vaguely remember them, but I made them. I learned how to make homemade pizza dough, which we have some freezing in the freezer right now because I made it just we made it for New Year's. I think the problem is when we start going back, I can't remember if these things were just because we were in the pandemic or if these things we did before because we didn't we weren't doing a lot. Because <laughs> that's the other thing is that sliding yeah. into the pandemic, while we used to do stuff, we used to go see plays and movies and things like that. Yeah. We weren't like we've aged out of a lot of like going oh, yeah. to bars or like hanging out like that. So we had to find kind of a lot of in apartment stuff anyway. So it's a little tricky to, to pinpoint exactly when we were doing things. Yeah. I think it was just that doing things like baking or things like that, where I know this, this was something we had to have time to do in yeah. apartment stuff kind of time. Uh, it also created this kind of reality for us where it doesn't matter what the apartment looks like <laughs> because no one's coming over. <laughs> 
And that so is true. That, that is was true. the other big difference that I has yes. never really stopped because even to this day, some people have now been here, but not many. And most of those are very recently. So, oh my God, when the first person was going to come over, I don't remember who it was, but it was after I had stopped working and mm. I cleaned for like 48 hours straight, something crazy. Like I had this, yeah. this run where I just like needed to get the apartment in order. And I cleaned everything top to bottom and my whole body hurt afterward because like we hadn't been, we had a cleaning lady before that. I don't know if you remember that now but and then. Yeah. 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 We had when, a person we were, who would come when we were really working a lot. We couldn't yeah. find the time. Like we would kind of do this and that, but like once, I don't know, once, not a month, but once every six weeks, maybe yeah. we'd have somebody come and just really try to clean up because we were just slobs. We just could not get it together. And then we stopped with the, obviously we're going to have some stranger come in and clean and we yeah, were here. Like it. they would clean yeah. when we were working. To so, the point that the woman that we used to have come, who we really liked, moved away. She has retired. <laughs> so we have to start over them. now. So. so listeners, if you're in the Chicago area, <laughs> taking recommendations on cleaning ladies because yeah. yikes. Yeah. If this is what you do while you're listening to podcasts, come clean and we'll just do the show for you live. Yes. <laughs> that would be, I'm sure that would be awesome fun. This is like. <laughs> I, think, I think you heard we're both not working right now. So we're not going to pay you, but we will do the podcast for you. Sure. Sure. You just give us a topic and we'll riff on that topic. Because as you can see, those episodes are great. <laughs> um, so I think, so I'm trying to think of like what was an early, early pandemic thing. And yeah. the thing that occurs to me that I always forget about, even though now people have come over, is we do have a six foot word find hanging on the wall. <laughs> and it's been there for two years. Um, I, I did like, I don't know. 15 minutes on it when it started and i was like looking at this makes me sick i yeah. can't and i never went back to it yeah i found that like i could do it for a little while but it did it actually made me kind of sick to do it like i don't know why it's just you're up so close and you can't yeah. see the edges somehow yeah. but uh our, our our friend dave uh has has had this in his apartment in la i don't know if he still does but i saw it there once and i was like oh man i would love to get that but i was like sarah's never gonna go for that i'm never gonna be able to hang that up and this was a couple of years ago. And then the pandemic started. And I was like, jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> I finally found the time. So I hung it up and it's been hanging in the hallway, in the entryway to the apartment <laughs> for two years. Um, Grownups. And like, I do it. I don't do it as much now, but like last year I did that thing a lot. Like there's, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm nowhere. I think it has, I don't know how many, 40,000 words or it's some insane number of words. So like, there's no finishing it. That's not even the point. But I tried to put time on it. because I was like, well, I don't want to just be here with these couple little marks on it. So yeah. So I tried, but I, I more or less have stopped. Every once in a while, I'll pick it up and do it a little bit. We should put a picture of it on our Twitter page. You know, we should for people who have gotten to this point in the episode. Yes. But like, but I did that for a little while. Uh, I'm not sure if the audience is familiar with Sporkle. It's a, <laughs> it's a quiz website, but I did. I was trying to, there's like badges in Sporkle, like for like day streaks of doing things. And last year, I really put in an effort to try to get like day streaks in Sporkle because I had nothing else going on. <laughs> and eventually that also stopped. I couldn't couldn't maintain that. But for like, yeah. I want to say the first five, six months, I was doing that every day. Well, what is your Duolingo streak now? Oh, my God. If you're familiar with Duolingo, which is just an app to learn languages, the last day I missed on Duolingo is when we were in Mexico a month and a half before the pandemic started. I was super hammered and I didn't do it one day. But my, my Duolingo streak as of this moment is like 703 days. And can I speak French? No. <laughs> that was French Le for no. no. Yeah, Leno. <laughs> so uh, I can speak a, a little bit, but 
but not enough to be conversant or even really say any good sentences here on the show. Uh, uh, je ne peux pas parler français. That's I can't speak, terrible. I can't speak French. It's something like that. That sounded like you were je ne peux pas uh, français. No. Parler français. I think that was pretty close. I don't know. I honestly, I think it was close. I don't know. The thing with Duolingo is it's not conversational. <laughs> so you have to just remember everything and it's not. It, yeah. So it's just, yeah. I think I was right though. So suck it. <laughs> suck well it, done. ma femme. <laughs> so- uh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. So Boy. I did that. I, so I, these are these streaks I've had. My Peloton streak is, I believe, at 98 weeks, something like That's that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of those have been just me just meditating. Worked out a lot. You worked out a lot in the first year of the I, pandemic, right? In the first, yeah, and then it stopped. But I, I do think that the idea that you can extend a week streak by like doing a five minute meditation is gross. Like that is not a Peloton streak. Well, it's a week streak to do something every week. Oh, I thought you meant W E A K. A week. Oh, streak. it's a mad week streak. <laughs> w E A K. That's true. Yeah. No, it's not something to be proud of. I just, you know, it's something to do. I worked out a lot in the first year, not as much in the last year. Yeah. Joe yeah. became like real skinny, except his calves were enormous. All we, all he did was the Peloton. And I only did the bike. Like the Pel- yeah. Peloton has a lot of other, oh, yeah. we just other stuff in it, but I didn't do any of that. I just did the bike. So Yeah. And then I stopped because I got tired. <laughs> I was tired and bored. Um, what else? What else do we get into? What else? What else did you have? What was new for you? What did you do? You were here. We were reading a lot. But what did you, you read what a did lot. You pick up that yeah. was new? A What'd job. I picked up a new job. Um, See, yeah, that was part of it. But I also honestly, when people ask me the best thing that came out of the pandemic for me, it's that I bought a milk frother, which is the bomb. <laughs> it's the best thing. It, I used to be a latte person, like go get a latte before work. Da, da, da. But you can just take your milk and froth it and then you can it's so it's great. It's yeah. it, it brought me so much joy because the thing that I struggled with in the all of the pandemic is like, what is like, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? And so you look for the little things. And one of them was uh, a milk frother. I read a lot more than I've read before. Like I was looking through my Goodreads the other day and I, I read a lot of books. Like I read a lot of fiction. I read a lot of nonfiction. I think we've talked about before on the podcast that I tend to just read angry feminist books and a lot of books about rape culture, but I read fiction that I haven't read before. And you know, we just spent more time reading in the park. Probably the best thing that we discovered in the pandemic for our entertainment sake is the rope ball ladder game thing. Oh, that weird Amazon game. We play that all the time for Joe's birthday. The first year of the pandemic, I was like, I don't know, games that we can play outside in the park because that's all we do. And so I bought him these like Velcro gloves with a Velcro tennis ball. And we realized that that's not very fun. (laughs) We mastered it in like four minutes, four minutes. We had I had those as a kid and I remember liking them. But as a grown up, not really necessary. But we did buy the this game that I'm sure has a name, but the the two golf balls connected by a string and you throw it on a ladder. And that game is really fun. Yeah, I don't know what the name of that game is, but it's like a bolo sort of, and you just have to get it onto the rungs of this little plastic yeah. ladder that you 
assemble in the park. And that was yeah. pretty fun. Because we just were park. hanging out in the park a lot. That we was were just it. hanging out in the park. That's, I mean, that's probably the newest and best thing that we like, because we'd never done that before. We, I don't know what we did, but we didn't go outside and just sit around. But we like, no. we'll bring books and games and go sit in the park and read. And it's lovely, actually. Yeah. But I don't think we really even used to do that, right? Like no. before this, I don't think we, because we live across the street more or less from the very south end of Grant Park. And so yeah. there's a lot of just open space and trees and whatnot. Yeah. Nice. But I don't think we really went and did any of that before. We used to go run a little bit, which was over yep. on the other side of that, on the, that part of Grant Park. But that was yep. about it as far as park-wise. But yeah, no, we kind of, then we got a Frisbee and we were just kind of finding stuff to do. We have like four different versions of chairs because we yes. keep like, we would like go somewhere and then buy chairs when we were there. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and we have real like low chairs, like real loungy chairs. Like it's, yeah. this is what we, I started acquiring. So we only got, there's only two of us, only two of these butts. And yet we got like six or eight chairs. So many chairs. Very handy because like in the middle of the pandemic, when you would when meet with people outside, we don't have a backyard, but I a couple times met up with like one or two friends and I could bring like chairs and, and we bought a table that you can set up in the park and like put stuff on. And it was great. There's no place on earth that I'd rather be out in the open where it's all plain to see if it's going to get done. It's up to you and to me and there's no place that i'd rather be come on along and head for the mountains of bush here head for the mountains it's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you come on head for the mountains of bush here. do you um do you think that getting the vaccine when we did and getting the booster when we did yeah. Do you think that that, how do I put this exactly? I feel like when I got the vaccine in the first place, I was excited about it, but I felt guilty. When I got the booster, I no longer felt this. Do you think yeah. that this is an actual common thing that anybody would understand? Because I don't really understand it myself when I really look back at it. Because like I got the vaccine, I want to say, I had my second shot by May. May of 2021. And I remember thinking, like, even though I was eligible, I still felt like there were so many people who still needed the vaccine and weren't getting it that I was actually like jumping the line a little bit. And I didn't know if that was because we were in Chicago and it's a big city and the way that that worked out. Or was it just, you know, interest, right? But then by the time the booster came along, I didn't care at all like yeah at all and then got the booster as immediately as soon as it was possible do you think this is a common experience do you think i don't read a lot about this so i don't actually know like what people say about this at the time it felt like a big deal and now it doesn't seem like anything yeah i mean i think that's right i i do think it's common i think at, at the time you you have to remember we're coming off of a period of time where one vaccine supply was low i mean if, i don't know if you remember what we did to try and get those early vaccine appointments but like yeah. i was constantly on websites just like all over the place like trading texts with friends about where they were getting the vaccine and how they were doing it and who, who how do you get there and like we drove joe to the suburbs to get his vaccine appointment which seems insane now wheeling but at the time wheeling like, is not near here no no but you you took the appointments where you could right yeah. and so i think like that it was just a different environment now we have have more than like we're flush with supply and there's vaccine hesitancy so that's why i think when you got to the booster you were like 
I'm going to take a a dose. It's the same dose. Like I'm going to take a dose for myself that someone who needs it could easily take and has easy, ready access to it. And they're it's choice now. Like it, it used to be, can you get it? And now it's, will you get it? And so I think when it shifted from, can you get it to, will you get it? That's when it doesn't matter if you care anymore about people who should be in line before you, because if they should be in line before you, they should be in line before you. Like they should have already had access to it. Shouldn't be that hard anymore. Some of it is like, where's the vaccine going? And the thing that I feel guilty about is like, I got a booster when there are parts of the world who don't have access, who aren't in, I can get it. Right. You know, and so that's the thing, but I don't have a lot of like individual control over that. And like our, our government makes that decision. And so it felt like the right thing to do in retrospect, not that I knew at the time, but with Omicron, the right thing to do was to get the booster because that's what actually protects you. Right. Whereas the first two doses really didn't as much. So, yeah. So I think it ended up being the right thing to do. My, my theory is like, get whatever protection you can get whenever you can get it. Cause it's still the contribution to the greater good. If you are less likely to get sick or less likely to transmit it. But right. yes, that was the part that I felt guilty about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like if there's that sort of curiosity, like I've thought about what, what is this like in other parts of the world? And in a lot of places, you can just find out like a lot of places, more developed countries, like it is pretty common. You can see how things are and it's not that different from here. I don't know that there's a lot of countries where this has been a solved issue. Like everybody got vaccinated. There's a few, but I don't think there's many, right? Yeah. Most of it, there is still this problem that comes down. I don't know if it's exactly on political divide like it is here, but it's still similar to that. Yeah. But while, yeah, like I get that idea, like, you know, it's it's a shame that like there are countries that still have two percent of everybody vaccinated because they just d- can't get the vaccine, and we have all this vaccine. This is that America thing. It's that exceptionalism or yeah. greediness or whatever you want to put it. But it also comes back to politics. Like it is still this idea that if you know, there's so many people here who couldn't actually get the vaccine, and we were sending it overseas. What would that actually mean, and what would they they do with that? And that's just this kind of typical American thing, which is shitty, but it still is the reality of what this country is when it comes to things like this. I mean, what's crazy is we've now donated. I think we've donated more doses than any other country, which makes sense because probably true. Um, but even with that, it's still a po- politically unpopular thing to do, even though we have plenty of supply for everyone. Right. Who wa- we have anyone who wants a vaccine can get it. It's easier to get a vaccine appointment than it is to get a testing appointment right now. And yeah. so I think like the idea that it's politically unpopular to send doses outside of the country just because we have them and fucking Republicans think we should keep them is insane. Yeah. Like, it's just no, cruelty. Wanna, it's yeah. just cruelty. And like, it, yeah. And, and it is actually in our best interest to get as many people globally vaccinated because the vaccine doesn't stay in borders. Right. It goes outside. And so, right. or the, the virus doesn't stay in borders. It goes outside of borders. And so right. it's, just, it's so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. Well, I mean, that's the thing that's not having even not, even not having a great national plan, you know, like the idea was, you know, in the Trump time, it was very much like states should handle this. And then they kind of campaigned on the idea that we're gonna have a national plan. And then Biden got in and he was like, states should handle this. So it didn't really make any difference. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah. I think it's because they don't want to institute that big national plan yeah. because of the divide. Like, you know, so I think that, you know, blue states have done one thing and red states have done less. And that's just sort of the way it's gone. But then you do see the death rates of Trump counties or red counties compared yeah. to blue counties now and it, for a long time you look at that map and it was exactly the same all of 2020 it's exactly the same bigger cities i think had it worse than everywhere else at least to start but then where it went from yeah. there 
But then it was in 2021, it got so radically different that, you know, people, every, who was it? Somebody, I think Mike Walsh had posted something about the idea of, I didn't want to try to defeat my enemies by having them fall on their own swords, but this is what's happening with the Republicans yeah. in, in these counties. Yeah. I mean, it is still hilarious to me when news outlets post, you know, articles. They're like, can you believe it? This difference. But in, yes, I, it makes perfect sense. Actually, yes. this is not complicated. You know, I was saying this to someone the other day. I actually do, like, my most empathetic self actually does kind of feel bad for people who are more or less victims of this misinformation. Like, they're they're hearing from Tucker Carlson and from Fox News and One America News and all of the those sites that just peddle misinformation that, like, they don't need to get the vaccine. The vaccine isn't safe coronavirus isn't anything and then they get the virus and they die like sure. if it's so it's sad in a lot of ways i mean i'm angry because i think a lot of those people are smart enough and have the resources and are have access to other information that is accurate but i do feel like there's like a propaganda brainwash component of it that i i do have a, a bit of empathy for families going through that and it's just it you know i'm more angry at the system that did this and the republican party and the right-wing media than i am at the actual people yeah for the most part i mean some of them are just <laughs> but like for the most part you yeah. know there are people who really just genuine this is all the information that they're getting so that's what they believe like yeah. i mean i think it's hard because the way that things are set up this way now with media and with the the very the divisive nature of all of this is that if you get all of your information from one place and you really want to believe that stuff you yeah. now you kind of have to believe the whole bag of stuff there's no picking and choosing of things because yeah. there's no balanced media and i mean i don't want to sound like an old you know fogey i i, I realize it's been like this for a long time yeah. it's just that it's in so it's so stark now and it's such a life or death thing now that you know you can go back 20 years and say yeah i mean you know if you believed this you were going to hear this sort of stuff anyway but you could still make up your own mind i don't know that that's actually true anymore because it's so demonizing yeah to be like well you know what they're saying over there is all wrong so then you're going to have to believe this stuff yeah. and so then you end up in this predicament where you're hearing from a bunch of vaccinated people about how evil the vaccine is but yeah. if, are do you are you aware of that like is this is this the, the at the forefront of this information i don't think so so then yeah. it creates this pollution this this poisoning of the mind and yeah. i mean it's sad i i don't know how bad i feel for people who don't get vaccinated and then die i i feel yeah maybe they were betrayed maybe they were led astray but we're all we all have choices we make to bring us to the right yeah. information to bring us to the right knowledge and if this is what brought you there that you could not investigate beyond a certain point because you just couldn't believe all of the villains on the other side i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know how much sympathy i have yeah. for that i i feel it, it i feel bad like it's not a it's not an enviable position to be in i'm not a callous person i don't feel like yeah, I, I have I have cruelty in my heart towards people, but at the same time, I've seen the way this has gone. I've, we've lived through this. I've gone through again 2021, which is the most eye-opening, horrifying thing ever. I mean, and this is includes 2016. This includes up to the insurrection, which I think, yeah. while it's like the worst moment in history, it still was before we really had the vaccine, and you could really see what people were like. Like yep. this was a pocket of crazy 
you know, radicals essentially doing this out of nonsense, monstrous, horrible yeah. bullshit. But yeah. it's not half of the population. It was a couple right. hundred people, right? Well, so that's the thing about the insurrection too, is that the moment of January 6th, I know this gets away from COVID a bit, but I think it's related to what we're talking about, is the moment of Jan- January 6th is terrible. It's horrifying to watch. It's it's scary. It's sad. It is all of those things. What is most horrifying to me about it, though, isn't that day. It's what's happened afterwards. Mike Pence yesterday said the January 6th was just another day. Like, it is bonkers that there's a whole group of very powerful influential media and politicians who have banded together to try and create this narrative that is false about January 6th about COVID about vaccines about the election like it's crazy like I mm, that side really can't risk alienating anybody so anybody who believes any crazy fringe thing they're just gonna be like yeah no you're right January 6th was just another day, another protest, you know, like it was nothing because they can't alienate anyone. So any, yeah. if you have any crazy belief, QAnon, they can't ever come out and just say like, this is all horseshit and John F. Kennedy Jr. is dead. Like they can't even do it because there's enough of those people who are going to yeah. vote for them and they can't risk it because yeah. the base has gotten so small and so crazy that like they have to hang on to that no matter what, but yeah. who suffers? I mean, we Everybody. all do. Right. Everybody like, no, suffers. There, there's no benefit to this. There's no positive. It's a couple politicians. There's nobody else who's doing yeah. well out of this. That's all and it is. So, and so we barrel forward into this plague that we could definitely finish. We could solve this. And yet we just won't because this is what the world is poisoned against politically. Like this is just what yeah. we've got now. Yeah. And there's no solution and there's no end in sight. And so instead, you know, I've had a word find hanging up in my apartment for two years like because this is all there is now like there's no you know any jigsaw puzzles i've done it's insane like this is no way for people to live and yet we're just in it we're in it's the goddamn miasma of bullshit that we can't get out of yeah yeah and i don't know what to do with that and i don't know where to go with that but like i didn't realize until 2021 that this was even possible that this was really something we could we could subject ourselves to as a people because you would think that everybody in a very, very basic way, would be looking out for everybody else because we're all in this together. But that was just a nonsense talking point from the beginning of the pandemic, which was two years ago. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that I don't I don't know. I think that's right. Like we're just all figuring out how to survive in I hate the like new normal. This is, it doesn't even feel like a new normal. It's not normal. It's just, this is what our lives are for the foreseeable future. And it's sad. It's awful. Like we've missed out on so much that we could have had in the last two years. And I think so many lives have been irreversibly damaged and this is going to be, I mean, we've talked about this. It's not a nine 11 isn't the defining moment of our lives anymore. It is this. And I think it will continue to be this in ways that we don't even fully understand for years to come. Like it's, it's changed everything. It's changed everything. Yeah. I, um, for the longest time I would point to, for, to nine 11. I mean, everybody was nine 11, right? Like yeah. I was just at the right age. Like it was just the right thing. I was 20, 21, 22 when nine 11 took place. So like, that was always it. George W. Bush was always the worst president of my life. Like that was just mm-hmm. the baseline. That's just where we were. I still feel that's true to some degree because I still feel like a lot of this still comes from that. But yeah, that's again more because this is how the political lines were drawn and 
as the Republican Party continued to shrink and continued to get yep. weirder and crazier, that a lot of that comes back to that. It all comes back to the ultra-nationalism and just, you know, xenophobia yep. and everything comes back to 9-11. But, you know, the other thing that I think doesn't get talked about enough in all of this and has gotten just this complete pass is the, the masked singer judge, Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> who I believe is the single most destructive person of my lifetime. <laughs> like, and no one talks about that. No one mentions that Jenny McCarthy is this person, but she is absolutely that person. Because, and we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. You're right. The people who created those studies saying that vaccines caused autism are the real culprits here. Yeah. But no one would know about that if it wasn't for Jenny McCarthy. Even though I don't even know that people realize that it's Jenny. Like, I don't even know yeah. that she's that person that people yeah. point to and be like, oh, well, she was right. that anti-vax person when nobody was an anti-vax person, you know? Yeah. But she yeah. was the weird mouthpiece. Jenny f McCarthy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, she gets some blame here. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Jenny um, McCarthy won. Donald Trump, too. Ooh, I'm going to have to disagree with that, though. <laughs> I'm going to put Donald Trump at number one. Do you, do you see the trending lately? Was that interview he did with Candace Owens where she was like anti-vax and he was like, the vaccine was actually pretty good. I got boosted. I do like that. He comes, he like, will kind of be honest, but like he got booed at an event for saying yeah. he got the booster. This like, dumbass. Like you did this. And now yeah. he's like, no, we should not say anything bad about the vaccine. Cause I did the vaccine. And yeah. so, yeah. Oh, so oh. dumb. The point yeah. here is still things we did during the pandemic. Yes. It is not how awful is the Republican Party. That's not the banner of this episode. The name of this so, episode is not going to be that. Although all the things we did the during the pandemic were a direct result of how awful the Republican Party was. But I agree. Yeah. And that's not the point. Look, at, I also don't want to rag too much on the industrial complex that is big jigsaw puzzle. But... <laughs> I really yeah. am bored with jigsaw puzzles. You know, it is really hard to find a good site where you can trade jigsaw puzzles. I don't know how that isn't like a whole market in and of itself. It's really hard to find. It should. They exist and it's real expensive to the point yeah. that you just to just buy more jigsaw puzzles. Like, why don't we have that? That should just be in the town square at this point. Just come Agreed. and bring your goddamn jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. And we'll swap them out because we have this closet now filled with jigsaw puzzles. I don't know what the filled. hell to do with them. Oh, so many puzzles. Too many. Um, what is your favorite puzzle that we did during the pandemic? Oh my god, I, we did this one puzzle I found on I want to say eBay that's just people's heads, and it's impossible. Like it was, it was like to the point that I think you just bailed on that puzzle. Oh, I didn't do. I did five percent of that puzzle. Oh, it was terrible. It was like celebrity heads from like. I don't know, 1983, something yeah. like that. So it's also like a bunch of people who you don't recognize, really. Yeah. Like you, I recognize some of them, but like they're people you just don't know. And it, it was clearly like a collage somebody made and then turned into a puzzle. And it drove me insane. But I've never felt more accomplished than when I finished that puzzle. Yeah. Because it didn't even come with a picture. Like the, there's a picture on the box that's most of the puzzle, but it's also like a big missing part of it. Yeah. And so I had to just come up with that. Like that was just like, like like doing a blind puzzle that was all one color. Like it was crazy. The bottom like inch and a half was was nothing because you couldn't connect anything. All the faces were so small. Right. They're basically on one piece. So you couldn't compare a piece to a different piece and be like, oh, I think these fit together. Like you couldn't do that, yeah. which is why I got incredibly frustrated within the first couple of sessions. I was like, good luck. I'll yeah. see you in a couple of months. Sucked real bad. We Can haven't do done a puzzle in a little while now. I don't know what I would say was my favorite puzzle. That was my, I felt like an accomplishment. I felt like yeah. I really liked doing that puzzle because I felt good about myself yeah. afterwards. I really like the old lady paintings of landscapes puzzles. Do you mm. remember we did one? I can't remember exactly why 
we would have bought it, but it was just a puzzle that was like, there were like colonial houses and paths with horse carriages and like, and trees and stuff. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. I love that puzzle. Yeah. I think puzzles of paintings are hard though, because there's no defined lines. So it's smeary and it makes it kind of a different, you're so zoomed in. It makes it tough. Yeah. yeah, but it just every time I put, I was like, "Oh, look at this little brick house! Oh, it's so cute!" And yeah. yeah, it was the city of some kind. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I really liked it. Yeah, I uh, I had a stretch of the pandemic where I felt like I was getting stupider, <laughs> and like <laughs> I don't, I, I wasn't. We weren't reading a lot, and I don't know. It was like in the winters usually. We don't go to the park as much, so I'm not reading yeah, as yeah. much, and I'm just watching movies. Uh, like you know, so it was hard. So I I dedicated myself to doing more crossword puzzles at a stretch. Oh. And that yeah, that only, that didn't last long, a couple months. But like, I yeah. was really like gonna do. I used to really like doing crossword puzzles. The the red yeah. eye, the Chicago, the free yep. newspaper used to have a crossword puzzle. I do that like every day when I would go into the office. Yeah. And uh, I used to really like crossword puzzles, but then I didn't do them for a really long time. And like, not easy, easy, but like just above easy crossword puzzles where they like there's little tricks written into the things. I found that are just hard enough that like activating parts of the brain. So I felt pretty yeah. good about myself. And now I feel yeah. stupid again. <laughs> Oh, time feel, to get back with the the crossword puzzles. I slid back. Yeah, I should I should crack that out. There was um, a period of time where we were watching so much television that I thought it was important for me to be crocheting, and I had this this vision that I was going to crochet blankets and donate them to homeless shelters. And I crocheted a square, and then I stopped. <laughs> I think Joe we still t- have yeah we still have the bag somewhere right yeah the bag is still by the couch. Joe was was kind and tried to buy me a book about how to crochet, but he bought me the second level book. So I opened it and I read the first thing. I was like, I don't I don't know what they're talking about. And I closed it and I got mad. So I did like literally today I was looking at crocheting for beginners because now it's the winter again and we're just home all the time. And like, I feel like I need to when we watch stuff, I feel like I need to be doing something with my hands. Otherwise I fall asleep. And so I I'm back. I'm, I'm back on my crocheting bullshit. Here it comes. Like I'm going to try it again. Cause I had a friend who used to crochet during zoom meetings, but she would do it like under the table. So you couldn't see what she was doing. And she crocheted like whole blankets that way. And I'm like, that's so smart. Cause I'm just like staring at my computer with my hands on my face. Cause I'm mad. Like that was what the last 24 months have been like. So anyway, crocheting that that was the thing i picked up for a hot minute there you go yeah i uh i remember that happening and i remember uh thinking that you should do it and so i wanted to be encouraging but then you didn't do it and that was it Well, because i didn't have the right instructions yeah you you bought me the you bought me a book of patterns but not a book of how to crochet so it was like do xyz not and i was like well i don't know what that is yeah so did you find the book are you getting a level one I don't think I've ordered it yet, but I, I was looking at them today. I will, I will, I'll order one today. Cause I feel like now I'm back to that. Nice. Full circle. I, um, this is, this slightly predated the pandemic, but it, it was in the beginning was I, uh, I finally bought that video game where you play the guitar. Oh yeah. Rockstar. I want to say it was called yeah. for the Xbox or whatever. And I bought that before this. So this, it doesn't exactly relate, but I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I was going to do this, right? And it's this game for the Xbox and it, it, you have to buy a real guitar, like an electric guitar, and it plugs into your Xbox and all of this works, right? But the problem with it is that if you don't have the right TV, the la- there's a lag. And so when you do it, you, you can't do it in real time, right? Yeah. And so when I first was doing it, it was in the bedroom where we had a TV where this worked, but it was a little TV. So it's like, oh, I'll put it on a bigger TV and I can see what I'm doing. And so then I moved the Xbox in the pandemic into the living room. So I was like, oh, well, I'll be able to do it out here. And there was a lag. <laughs> And so I stopped 
and <laughs> I didn't move the Xbox to the other back to the other room for like a year and a half. And by that point, I had lost it. But that was that was I had I, like you know the pandemic started. We were like we have all this time now. We're gonna be able to yeah. accomplish things and do stuff. And I'm gonna learn yep. French. And I'm gonna apparently keep doing Sporkle quizzes until I have all the badges. And yep. part of it was. I can, you know, at least sort of figure out how to play the guitar. I'm not a musical person, yeah. so this isn't something for me. And uh, I didn't. I failed immediately. Just the whole thing went away. And that was, <laughs> I was, I thought it was going to be like rock, like rock band, where you just kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, I can just pick it up and do it. Yeah. And I, in, the, in again, when I started, I was figuring things out a little bit. I was, I was getting through the yep. first bits of it, and then I derailed. I, I played myself, player, and I derailed <laughs> the whole thing. Um, uh... But I've been meaning to get back to it because I put the Xbox back in the room with the TV where it would work. So. Yeah. So I'm going to do um, that. Well, speaking of video games, I am embarrassed at the number of, of hours I've spent during the pandemic playing Animal Crossing, mm. which is pointless because I learned at some point, all you do is you catch the same fish. Nothing new happens. Nothing and new so, ever happens? I think I can build more stuff, but I built everything that like you can build. And then you would go to the house and ask, like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, have fun. And I was like, well, that's not... <laughs> instructions and so i think people like really invest in building their island and making and i don't care about that i never mm. moved my house i just wanted to catch fish and make money and so i did and then i would buy stuff like it was and then i would go to other islands and catch the same fish it was so stupid and so by the time i got to like you know i've finished all the i i haven't caught all the fish because there are some that are just really rare you can't find them or or all the bugs but i was getting there like i had reached a plateau in the game and and i just stopped but i once got on um i think i was playing mario kart with some friends which was also something we picked up virtually during the pandemic which is pretty mm -hmm. fun and they could see how many hours i had spent playing animal crossing and someone said something about it and i have never forgotten that <laughs> shame shame so yeah. much shame I, yeah, I I would see you play it, but I always assumed there was an end game, or at least it was like Pokemon, where like you're building up levels or you're trying to do something with that. No, it There's really no plateaus hard. No, oh. unless you really want to build. Like I was like, what am I going to do with this island? It's just an island. Like I could plant but, some stuff, I guess, but it's yeah. There's not a way to recraft it in like a what's that game? Like um, what's the one where you where you where you build buildings and you make cities and things, but you just chop up wood. Oh, Minecraft? Minecraft, yeah. yeah. There's not a way to, like, Minecraft, like, Cincinnati into that. Like, you could just build a place. There is. Like, you would hear about people who have islands that are, like, just, like, movies. Or there was a Stranger Things island. And it, and I went there, and it was amazing. But, like, I'm not going to do... I don't know how they did most of that shit. Yeah. And I'm so, I, I did eventually manage to make my own flag, Ooh. which I think just said, nope, 2012, and then Good. changed to Biden 2020. But, like, that was it. Like, yeah. they... They changed colors of things I didn't even know existed. They built buildings that I don't know how they built. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I think the only video game I really came upon new in the pandemic was was Fortnite. And that was only for a really brief period yeah. of time where our, our my friend Adam, who would we were trying to come up with something to do, something to play like on the on the internet basically they, he lives in new york and so we were like oh he's like have you ever played Fortnite?" so we played it for a little while and like i didn't get good at it fortnite's complicated where you have to to really be good at it i think you have to quickly be able to make things and figure out how to yeah. use weapons and i just never got to that point but when we would play the idea was always like we know we're playing a bunch of 10 year olds so i was like hey let's go kill some <laughs> 10 year olds and that was it like that was the game and for, we did that for a couple months and then i think we yeah. both were just kind of like this is we shouldn't keep doing this but i did like it for that period of time and you yeah. can play it on the switch and you can play it on the computer like, yeah, yeah i liked fortnite for what it was but i think it would have been easier with a controller because <laughs> i trying yeah. to play it on the computer is i've never i was never a real computer so, game person, so using a yeah. keyboard to do that 
And then the Switch, it worked okay on the Switch, but it was still like the difference. It's with the two with the two freehand controllers, you know, or you're playing on that little screen. I just couldn't figure it out. But yeah, that was the only video game I got real into that I didn't have from before, because I, but I believe when the pandemic started, I was almost four years into Pokemon Go. And I think I've got I don't know how many levels I've gone up in the I played it more during the pandemic, but not that much more. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, no, you were pretty yeah. committed to that to begin with. Yeah, it was already I was already walking to work a lot. So I was really hatching a lot of eggs. It was really it worked out fine. <laughs> Still doing it to this day. I can't I can't talk bad <laughs> about it. Every once in a while, I run into somebody who we just ran into somebody who was like they hadn't played it. Was it Ellen who had said like, oh, I, I haven't opened it in a couple months. I think it was. Ellen. Yeah, I think so. I think she was like, yeah. oh, I haven't opened. It. I was like, oh, that must be great. I, I'm on it. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> so, like today, <laughs> I wanted like, to go spin some stops and I forgot. Yeah. It's yeah. A, like a game perfectly suited to your strengths slash weaknesses because you are very good at finishing goals. Like hmm. you give Joe an objective and he will do it. And uh, that's the problem with Pokemon is it's just constant objectives. Yeah. When I got to level 40, they didn't have the other levels yet. And so I did kind of feel let down because I was like, well, I feel like I finished this. Yeah. And then they introduce levels that will take forever to get to. Yep. So that's why I'm I'm still just doing it to do it. Video update is continuing its unbelievable deal for you every Tuesday throughout the holiday season. Movies are two for just 99 cents every Tuesday at participating video update stores, including new releases. Yes, two for just 99 cents, including new releases. Rent two movies or new releases for less than 50 cents each. Hurry in. It's two for 99 cent Tuesdays this holiday season only at Video Update. With over 30 convenient Twin Cities locations and growing, Video Update is nearby. The only other thing I could think of that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Which was originally one of the things I wanted to put into this episode was, do you remember the very brief period of time where you were on Smule? And Smule is a website that's like you sing. It's like a karaoke website. It's a karaoke website. And I don't even remember how this worked or why, but for some reason you recorded. I don't think I don't think we can actually put this in the episode because I don't know if we have it. Do you have it saved in some way that we could I, I we think could slide I it in here? I still have it in Smule, yeah. I don't know if you can save things from Smule this way, but um, Smule, I used to get ads for Smule, I think on Duolingo or somewhere. There used to be ads on YouTube and it'd just be people singing. And so we had Sarah yeah. sing. I, I, I just, I, I only, we didn't have you do it. You just did it. And it was like you singing a bit of that song from uh, Star is Born, the Lady yeah. Gaga song. And it was wonderful. <laughs> the reason I even mentioned this is because I know that there are videos from Smule that are on like YouTube of people singing because there's one song I got really into, which yeah. also was a commercial on Duolingo, but it's two people singing that Tones and I song, uh, Dance Monkey. And it's it's the best version of that song. Like the the regular version is fine, but this version is amazing. And I listened to that song to death. It's 2020 summer of 2020, maybe 20, maybe the fall. Oh, that but that version is great. It's amazing. And like the it's fact amazing. that it exists as a YouTube video leads me to believe that there is a way to save these. I just don't know how. Yeah. But yeah, Smule was a very short lived part. It wasn't even a part of the pandemic. It was just a thing. Yeah. Like well, so I mean, many you, stupid things. So. You discovered that song and then like we talked about it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that was the extent of our Smule is my one recording and you really finding that song. You enjoyed. Yeah, but I did. I follow those people on Instagram who sing it. Yeah. And they're great. And I was like, oh, yeah, so this is the, <laughs> they don't post a lot. But every once in a while, like, oh, another another <laughs> banger, <laughs> another karaoke just, classic. 
I just love that Joe is just listening to that Smule song and just like sitting and feeling feelings for a while. Oh, in the I do. I, I can't even I can't even deal with it. For some reason, that song really gets to me. And like, if you've listened to Dance Monkey, the lyrics are insane. Like, it's just nonsense. Oh, yeah. But the way it's so it's soulful. It's, it's yeah. Touching. It's, it's just beautiful. It's, it gets to the heart of me. Yeah. So, and especially because, you know, we're locked inside these walls all the time. For so long. So that's like, oh, I think the thing. I, I think the speed of music, the other thing that I got really into during the pandemic that I don't think I would have gotten into without the pandemic is Taylor Swift. Like everyone did, but she released two albums that were basically just, she was like, I was locked inside. And so I released these albums and they're the best. And I'm a 38 year old lady, but I really like Taylor Swift and Joe makes fun of me for it all the time. But like she released her other re-recordings and I was like, cool, good for her. Like, but when she released red, like the rest of the world, my life shut down for a minute. And like, we were on vacation and I made Joe listen to that album while we drove around Tennessee for so long. (laughs) And it was great. So you, you wouldn't consider yourself a Taylor Swift fan before this. Not really. I mean, like I listened to, I knew I had some songs of hers that I liked and, but like, I'd never tried to see her live or done anything like that. Or you know, I would pay attention when she put out a new album, but like she would have been in my top, you know, 20 favorite artists maybe. So I was a fan, but I wasn't like, I, I mean, the thing with the first album she put out in the pandemic is kind of like what you said. It just had this vibe that was very like, very soulful, very wistful kind of storytelling-y this was like this like very comforting jam so I would be at work and I was having a terrible time at work and I would start playing her album because it just made me feel better and so I think that so even now like I'm like oh I've become a Taylor Swift fan but when I play her like all song playlist I skip past all the early shit like I'm not interested in that like I just want to hear the songs from from folklore like where's folklore like and so I think that's part of it is that it just hit me at a time when we were in a pandemic and I was feeling a lot of feelings and so I really connected to that album which I think a lot of people did and then and then Red is just an amazing album the one that she re-recorded so it's I think it's one of her best anyway so when it when she re-released it I got to revisit all of the great songs on that so um, but yeah, I, that was something that definitely my love for Taylor Swift grew during the pandemic. And based on all of my friends, Spotify year end wrap ups, I would say I'm not the only one. Yeah. Every, I mean, I gotta be honest, everybody who was posting that almost everybody that I know, I mean, had Taylor Swift as their top artist, which struck me as kind of crazy because I'm not friends with yeah. young people. So I don't really understand this because I think of, of Taylor Swift as being an artist for children, even though she's gotta be 30, like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like I, w- I was a little surprised by that, but I, I have a hard time with modern music and how that, who yeah. is supposed to relate to and who's supposed to be, but maybe it doesn't matter that way. Maybe it's not a yeah. supposed to anything just yeah. enjoy what you enjoy. And then, you know, go when with she, that. when she dropped that surprise album in 2020, I was like, okay. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, like it just, it was just, it just hit me the right way. And I think because she released a new album in 2020, and then another new album in 2021 and the re-recording in 2021. I think that's why, because everyone was listening was to so her much, new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was so much content. Yeah. And so people were still listening to Folklore and then Evermore came out and then Red came out. And so I think that, um, that that's part of it. Makes sense. Just a yeah. volume thing. But now your top five for Spotify for the year, I want to say were mostly women artists singing by themselves. Yes. White women artists <laughs> singing yes. by themselves. Yes, so we, we, I think probably. we've committed that you need to get a little more diversity yeah. in the, your type. Because, I mean, the other band in your top five, of course, 
was blood, sweat and tears. Blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. I got real into blood, sweat and tears during the pandemic. Joe had this like had this blood, sweat and tears greatest hits album that I mean, he buys a lot of records like we listen. and But we started listening more records. Obviously, we were home more when we were playing games or putting together a puzzle or whatever. We listen to records. And he put on this Blood, Sweat, Tears Greatest Hits album once. And I was like, holy shit, this is the best <laughs> album I've ever heard. And I made him let the play it over. We listened to that album like 30% of the time. It's All so time. great. Yeah. yeah. If if uh, Spotify was picking up just stuff that was around you, I think Blood, Sweat, and Tears probably would have been. At yes. The top. But, yes. you know, we weren't playing it through Spotify. No, uh, though I have done that. I've played it while driving with you and by myself. Well, I mean, that's how it's in your top five. It's so good. The record thing. I, I mean, we had records from before, but we bought. Did we buy this thing in the pandemic? Yeah, the we did. Hold, so the, the thing to hold the records up until now, we had records like in a box. Like we didn't know. I didn't have anywhere to put them. And yeah. records are such an outmoded style of everything that it's a little hard to find furniture for them. But we did find like the big Ikea square thing that everybody has that to put the records in. But like, I really have to decide when like we get to like the end of the year for like gifts, like yeah. what am I going to get Sarah on record? Because I know that this means I have to listen to this. And so that's why this <laughs> Christmas I actively made the decision. I know you're into Taylor Swift, but like, I'm not buying you Taylor Swift records <laughs> like that. I actively chose. We can't do that. I'm, I'm, I, I noticed that red wasn't <laughs> under the tree and I will rectify that myself. All right. I, I figured that you would just do that. Yes. But like I, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I was like, we don't need that, right? Like we do. Ah, you listen do. to this enough. Because yes, again, most of the stuff we listen to is stuff like we're listening to. So yep. you know, like I I mean, I know we still listen to stuff we like, but at the same time, I don't like have records of like a lot of the kind of funk and soul music I tend to listen to that I would feel like I'm inflicting on you. I don't. Do I? I, 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 listeners, you can't see my face, but I'm giving Joe a very skeptical face. I don't, I don't, I don't think I play a lot of that. Like, this is kind of stuff I listen to that I don't think Sarah actually likes. So, like, I tend not to put those, I don't tend to have a lot of those records, but That's probably true. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of like the Rolling Stones and like general I, rock and roll music. And I did buy you sex packets though. Well, and that comes to the other thing about, about uh, 2021 <laughs> then the pandemic that was so awful is us uh, when we, we lost Shock G. We lost Humpty Hump here in the, uh, in the pandemic. And I've been a Digital Underground fan a long time, but they were my top artist on Spotify in 2021, which I thought was strange because I don't listen. I mean, I don't listen to them that much, but uh, with with the death of Shock G, yeah. we really got into it a lot. And I did appreciate that you got that record. I did. Um, I believe when that happened, I was in I was in the small bedroom working and I think I was on a call and Joe busted into the room, which he <laughs> very rarely does. Like I knew something was up and you didn't say Shock G died you said like you said his name um greg jacobs and i was yeah and i was like what are you talking about because i didn't know his name and i was on a call and i was like what is wrong like who died and then you were like it's humpty hum and i was like oh my god that's really serious devastated and then i believe the the, i would say the two projects i did during this this last stretch of the pandemic over the last eight months were really that because i wrote this very involved uh uh, dissertation on digital underground for uh knowinglyundersold.com (laughs) <laughs> which I had meant to write years ago when I was really updating that blog a lot, but uh, I just had never got around to it. And then I felt like I had to do it now if I was ever going to do it. So that took me a solid month, just oh, of, yeah. you know, working on it. And, and I had to re-listen to all of this, which is probably where the Spotify thing came from. And then the, the Christmas episode of this of this show, which took a month and a half to really, really yeah. bang out. So those were the big projects we had, but... Um, but no, record-wise, we did get into a lot more records. I think because we were, again, puzzles. It's an easy thing to put on during puzzles. Yep. Um, 
and the fact that we played, you know, I don't know, a hundred games of Trivial Pursuit, a hundred and oh, uh, every more. every week, two weeks. I, I mean, don't know. If you go back to the in 2021, maybe a hundred, but if you go back to the beginning of the pandemic, 200, 250 games, I don't even tons, know. Tons, tons. So yeah. many games. We don't play a lot of different board games. No. But conveniently, we, like we have 20 versions of Trivial Pursuit. Every Trivial Pursuit known to man, really. Yeah. We rented so many VRBOs. We rented that a couple was our VRBOs. Vacation. We yeah. rented several VRBOs. Yeah. We recorded the speed, speed episode at the at the one. I think it's that's we we went to some VRBOs last year too, but or 2020. Yeah. Yep. But we recorded the speed episode and another episode at the at the VR at the the house out in the suburbs. Yeah. And then we recorded part of the Christmas episode in Tennessee. Yep. So, but yeah, yeah, we did that. Rented some houses. Rented mm-hmm. some cabins. Yep. Um, Very nice. Yeah, we went to we went to the, they made these shitty pop up drive ins in Chicago that are like being projected onto the side of uh, like shipping know, containers. Shipping containers, yeah. And so we went there a couple times. We saw them up at Christmas Carol there, and uh, so like they they've been trying. They're trying to do stuff. There's no close yeah. drive in theaters to Chicago really, mm-hmm. so you have to go all the way to Valparaiso, which we also recorded an episode at. Yep. And uh, or West Chicago. West Chicago's closed. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the McHenry is the next closest one. Oh. Yeah, West Chicago went out of business uh, after we. Last time we were there, we got into a car accident on the way home. We did. We didn't get into somebody hit us. We didn't get into a car accident. Yeah. Somebody sideswiped us. But you know, we're trying to heal. We're trying to come back now. We're trying to get it back together and see what we're capable of doing. Hopefully, yeah. after Omicron dies down a little bit, I assume in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Somebody said where the when the peak was going to be. I think they thought it was like January 9th. Yeah. Something like that. So coming off of that, theoretically, yep. things would start to clear up after the holidays. I'm feeling good about 2022. I might regret saying that because I don't think I felt good about 2021, mm. but I feel good about 2022. I don't know exactly what that means, but I feel good about it. 22 I mean, is my lucky number. It's got to, and it's your lucky number too, isn't it? It's my, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It all comes back to catch 22. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I feel like 2021, there was a sense of optimism going into it. And then we realized how horrible it was as well once we got in there and, and saw the, the the problems with the vaccine. But now yeah. that we know that, how much worse could it get? Like, what, right. again, short of the super variant coming and killing everybody, I don't really know that there's, I mean, this is going to be some variation of this, right? Like, it just continues yeah. on in this way. So if that's really all there is to look forward to, theoretically, we can manage that. We keep getting boosters. Yeah. Uh, when was like, I got my when we got them Halloween, right? Yeah. So we're probably only four months away from booster four from the sh- fourth shot. Yep. Can't and, wait. Uh, yeah. going to be, that's going to be great. Yep. And, uh, and then maybe this summer we can, I don't know, go to a baseball game or something. I don't maybe. know. We'll so. see. And the, the thing about the vaccines and the boosters that I think make 2022 feel better is like, look, we're still going to be careful. We still don't want to get COVID. Like I don't want to get COVID, but I think if we get COVID, we'll be fine. And that's the comforting thing about this is because there are vaccines and boosters, I'm not as scared of it as I used to be. Like there's a chance that we could get a really bad strain and something bad could happen, but the odds are that we will be okay. I'm mostly scared about like, you know, my mom getting COVID or something like that. But for us, I, you know, I'm still trying to avoid it, but I'm not as like absolutely shit scared that if we do something, like we went to the movies the other day with our masks on and we sat away from people and, and that, you know, even in Omicron felt pretty safe. Cause like we're do we're taking the precautions. We're trying to protect ourselves. But if 
like something goes wonky or something goes weird and on the off chance we do get it, I think we'll be okay. Like, which is not something that I felt going into 2021 because I didn't know when we were going to be able to get vaccinated and I didn't know how long it was going to be. I knew it was coming, but you didn't know when. And so I think that is comforting. I think that's the other difference too, is that idea that I think coming out of 2020, we kept looking for an end date. We kept thinking like, we get to this point, we're going to be fine. Like we get to June, it's going to be okay. And I think we know now that that's just not part of this. Like that's not in the calculus. Everything reopened and a lot of people went back to just living their lives and this and that. But it is this idea of just turning away from the reality of of the virus and of the pandemic and just being like, it's probably over or we're probably going to be safe. And it's dealing with the fact that those people exist and we exist where I'm very much like, I don't want to go and be around that big groups of people with no masks or whatever. I'm just not comfortable with that anymore. And reconciling that that is what this is. And there is not going to be an end date that everything, it might eventually taper off. It might just, you know, become a seasonal ailment or kind of fizzle out a little bit, but there isn't a time we can look forward to and be like, well, this is when everything's fine. This is when everything's going to be okay. And I think having that actually does make it a little better because 2021, I thought we were going to solve this, that yeah. everybody was going to get vaccinated and everything would just go back to normal or or at least yeah. some version of that, where now I feel like I'm going to wear a mask for the rest of my life. And I'm kind of fine yeah. with that. Like, yeah. you know, I haven't had a real cold uh, in I had I had a little cold once that I think was because I didn't sleep for a couple of days, but that was about it. Like, I haven't had a real serious illness of any kind. And, yeah. you know, if the if just wearing a mask can solve that all the time, well, that's not the worst thing that Great. could happen. So yeah. so yeah, I think there has to be some optimism. There has to be some, you know, hope that if we can keep these things in mind and we can stay fairly positive that the worst is probably behind us in some ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially you and me, like I th- feel like 2021 was unexpected the way that turned out. I didn't realize yeah. I was going to lose my job. I didn't realize that that my that that was going to happen that I wasn't going to work anymore after at there, but but it was the right thing to do. And I feel like it was kind of the way things were headed. Your job, I think, was killing you after a point. And yeah. so it's probably best you got out of that. Like, you know, we had hit a bottom and yeah. related to the uh, the virus and not. So I feel like the fact that we've changed some stuff and now we're going into 2022 anew and up. Yeah. You know, that seems pretty good. So, you know, it's been dark. There's been tough times, yeah. but at the same time, I I can't honestly believe that this continues downward from here. I don't know what that would look like and I don't want to dwell on that. Yeah, I agree. I feel yeah. really positive. I feel yeah. like it's not going to be the same, but I think it's going to be I think you're right. We had there was a bottom and now there's nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> so look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first show of the new year. The first show yeah. we're recording in the new year. I believe yeah. there should be other episodes that have come out. Oh, God. God, I, I hope so. I think there's supposed to be one tomorrow. Yeah. Something's coming out tomorrow. So this will be out <laughs> soon. This will be out in January, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, fingers crossed. I uh, This is a really long episode, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I assume you're going to have to cut a lot of this. I, you know, I don't even know that I'm going to try. Like, honestly, we've been trying to keep these under an hour the whole time. And... I think that most of the time we just don't have the content to bolster up an hour. I don't know that this is that interesting. I don't actually have a sense of how long this has been, but it feels no. like we've been here forever. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of just leaving it. I'm thinking of like we're going to cut a little bit, but for the most part, this episode goes out almost intact. 
Oh boy. Even the part where you're talking about how much Animal Crossing you played. Everything. <laughs> Damn it. It's all I was going really in. Hoping you would cut that. No, that's going in. Uh, Evermore, everything, the whole thing. <laughs> okay, well, um, you can no. It, it's folklore is the better album. I don't know. Me, but... It's all the same. You didn't even mention BTS. <laughs> Smooth like butter, like criminal undick. I think butter came out before the pandemic. But you true? only really started singing it during the I pandemic. Did. I really like that song. It's yeah. very festive. It's pretty messed up. Yep. My uh, my top song of the of the pandemic, according to Spotify, is uh, Mr. Dabalina by uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Sure, sure it is. Which I don't know if that's like, I, it's an older song, but I don't know that I had ever heard it really until like a year ago. And then I got real into that song. Del the Funky Homo Sapien, really good. Oh my God. He appears on one Digital Underground song. And so I think I knew that, but I didn't realize that his uh, solo stuff was so great. <laughs> Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> oh my God. That's his I'm name. I saw it, it's just a silly saying. That was the man's name. Hmm. All right, everybody. I don't know why you've stuck in this time. Uh, I believe I ragged on podcasts like two hours ago when I was like, <laughs> who's listening to this? But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, let us know what you did during the pandemic. Did you yeah. pick up a skill? Can you play the clarinet now? Like, what's new? What's happening? We've got that uh, Twitter account. We got an Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, find us on TikTok. And again, someone please teach me how to make a TikTok. You can find us on TikTok, but there ain't nothing there. No. You've got to post something over there. We were going to do the hand clap one for a while, but I think it took us so long to figure out how to do it and to do enough of them mm. that that trend is over. <laughs> oh, it's already over. I mean, we could still do it, but no one else is doing it anymore. We aged out of it. Well, what's the new trend on TikTok? What are people doing now? Is it something having to do with butts? No. Why? I don't see any TikToks. I don't know what oh. people are doing there. Is it something think... like is there butts? I think something went funky with my TikTok al algorithm and now I really only get videos of dogs. Like mm. that's it, which I don't hate, but we don't have a dog. So I, that, yeah. that doesn't help us. Well, I think um, we got to start over. We got to, you got to get a tear down your TikTok and build it back up. There was a trend of people on New Year's Eve and someone had created an edit of Taylor Swift's song 22, the line of which is, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, but they put the edits. So it said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. Mm. And so that that's what they did. Yeah. Well, clever. I mean, it was I clever. Could, yeah. yeah I, I would have preferred if somehow this song was translated to, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 1994. <laughs> and that would have really capped it off for us. No, I don't think anybody else is doing that on TikTok. Well, I think we have to do that if yeah. we want to do it. So if we just search on TikTok for 1994 videos, uh, hopefully we can find some content and we can partner with them. We can do what are they duets? Yeah. Yeah. Du we can yeah. do some duets or, or stitches. Ooh, I don't know what that means. It's different from a duet, I think, but I'm not sure how. Oh, oh, we also got to start our Twitch channel. Oh, yes, that's true. We're right. going to start a Twitch channel. Yeah, because apparently that's a thing. So we're going to get on Twitch and we're going to play, I believe, Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, if you want to watch us play Trivial Pursuit. That sounds fun. Yeah. It'll be, it happened one year, probably with the number one. <laughs> and we'll be on Twitch. You got to make sure nobody has that already. Oh, yes. Oh, probably, somebody's going to probably steal it now. Ah, damn it. We mentioned it. Ah. You can watch me play Fortnite with Adam while we kill 10-year-olds. <laughs> I have no, no plans for our Twitch. You you kill 10-year-olds in Fortnite. Like, please clarify that's what that. I said. We're going to kill all the 10-year-olds. No. We're going to murder 10-year-olds. That's not the right answer. All of them. You're going to kill their Fortnite characters. Because otherwise, we wouldn't do that. We're adults. And you know what we're about? Adultery. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's being an adult. No. 
If it is, I've got bad news for you because you're also going to be a part of the divorcery. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do the outro? Oh. I was trying to. to... <laughs> I feel like we've been trying to wrap up for a while, but maybe there's nowhere to go. Do you want me to just sing that song from from that movie? Yeah, I, I do actually want you to sing that song from, uh, from A Star is Born. Well, that's perfect. A little something for you. This has been It Happened One Year. Please follow us on social media and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. That'd be great. See the way you shine Take your hands, my dear And place them both in mine You know you stopped me dead While I was passing by And now I beg to see you dance Just one more time Oh, I see you, see you, see you every time And oh my, I, I, I like your style You, you Make me wanna cry And now I beg to see you dance Just one more time So they say Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me, oh I've never seen anybody do the things you do before They say Move for me, move for me, move for me, yeah And when you're done I'll make you do it all again I said, oh my God, I see you walking by Take my hands, my dear, and look me in my eyes Just like a monkey, I've been dancing my whole life But you just beg to see me dance just one more time Oh, I see you, see you, see you every time No, my eye, I like a star And now I beg to see you dance just one more time So they say Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me, oh I've never 
Say, dance with me, dance with me, dance with me, oh. 